0: You're listening to Soul Keys Podcast with your host, Kelly T. Smith. Yep, that's me, here to guide you deep within and remind you that all of the answers you seek are within you. Check me out at www.soulsearchingzone.com and let's get started. Welcome to Soul Keys Podcast. My name is Kelly T. Smith. Hi, you guys. I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast, so I'm super excited to bring to you today understanding your soul purpose on a deeper level. In this podcast, we're going to explore a deeper understanding. My intention is by the end of this podcast that you have a clear understanding or clarity of your soul purpose, and we're going to be kind of breaking it down in a different way to help you understand it and also help you gain some guidance and some clarity, move past the fear and truly understand it on a deeper level. But before we get to that, I'd like to tell you something really exciting. I have, um, many of you know that I'm the author of the Intuitive Life Coaching Oracle Cards app and also the author of The Guiding Light. Oracle Cards app, and um, recently the Intuitive Life Coaching Oracle Cards is being published through Beyond Words Publishing, which I am so excited to have this opportunity, and it is currently available for pre-order through Beyond Words Publishing, also through Barnes and Noble, and even on Amazon, and I have all the links for you guys if you'd like to check that out. You can get the full print deck version for $19.99 and it's so exciting. So it's available to pre-order right now and you can find the links at www.intuitivelifecoachingwithkelly.com. This is going to be a little bit longer of a podcast than usual because at the end of my segment, I actually added a 23-minute interview that I did with a friend of mine named Marika Van Austin. And we talked about how she found her calling and kind of understanding going into that. And, and really just, I interviewed her about this amazing project that she's been working on. So be sure and listen all the way through so you can hear the interview at the end. So I want to start this podcast off by reading you A card from the Intuitive Life Coaching Oracle Card Deck. Because actually, this card is going to help you understand sometimes how when it's time to change directions. First of all, our soul path has always been with us from a very early age. And we're going to get into that and understand what that looks like. And also understand how we're developing it throughout the years over time. And we're evolving more and more into a master of that, but it will change shape as we go on. But you'll see elements of it from the very beginning of your life. And when it's time for you to shift directions or move into the next level of that, or it's going to take a different shape, then sometimes if we are not answering the call to the kind of that next level of entering into that because everything's connected then we end up with the wake up call in our life. We end up with outside circumstances putting us in the waiting room so that we have to evaluate our true core values. We have to start asking the right questions. We have to dig deeper. We have to let go of things that we were that were once meant for us, but we have now evolved into a new chapter. And that's probably one of the hardest parts of life in general, is just being able to let go and go into the next chapter because you have to trust that the next chapter of your life is going to be a new, beautiful version. But sometimes it is not presented that way. It is presented in a way that feels like everything is being pulled away from you, taken away from you, and everything might go away all at one time. That's kind of the energy of the wake-up call. But I want to start with that. Because that's a very real thing that happens to many people when they're getting ready to go into the next level of their soul's calling or their soul's purpose. So I'm going to read that to you now. Your life path is no accident. Every event, experience, relationship, and hardship serves a purpose. Each one of these experiences causes you to grow on a soul level and evolve into your true self. Your life purpose is not just about what kind of work you do, it's about who you are as a whole person. It is how you relate to the world. It is also how the world relates to you and if you have found meaning and purpose to your life. If you're suppressing your growth or your soul's journey in any way, the universe will throw you a wake-up call sooner or later. Despite what you feel at the time that you're going through this, it is a beautiful gift but only if you stop resisting change and let yourself evolve into a life of purpose and meaning. The wake-up call can come in many forms through an illness, depression, loss, layoff, financial crisis, or divorce. Any of these challenges can be a call for you to listen to your truth. Your challenges are a call for you to stop living your life sleepwalking and worried about materialistic meaningless things and embrace love deep meaningful relationships and what matters to you most from a soul perspective when you stop resisting it by running away from your challenges and instead look at them from a perspective of them showing you a new way a new life or a new way of being you'll find your passion which will also translate into your life's work or a career that you love so I really wanted to start with that card because it helps to give us a deeper understanding of some of the things that we go through in life that are not pleasant, that we want to resist or run from. And if there's ever been a time in the world where the world is collectively experiencing some form of a wake up call, it is now. And we oftentimes don't see that we're in the middle of a wake-up call and that a wake-up call is a reevaluation on all levels that is meant to bring you back to the core of what matters for everyone. Because when we're talking about anything on a soul level or a soul purpose, anything that you do that really is coming from your inner spirit will be beneficial to humanity, always. It's not going to be an external desire that you're feeling that is not a soul purpose, that is not a soul calling. And whatever it is that you do decide to do, you can rest assured that it will be something that will benefit so many people. Whether on a large scale or a little scale, it will have a rippling effect. And when we come to that place in our life where we're trying to figure out what that is, if we're not truly surrendering to the fear of it all and releasing all of the confusion and the things that we do to put up blocks from moving into a new change, a new chapter of our lives, the next turning the page, so to speak. If we don't do that, then that is when it's, it's most painful when we're in resistance. So it's really important to understand when we're in resistance, why we are in resistance, and how to just surrender. And that brings me to key number one. Key number one is career versus purpose. So I believe that from the time of your birth, there is a soul plan for you. There is a soul contract for you. There is something that has been with you and all around you from a very very early age and you might not understand what it is because we're always trying to put it in a context of career or a job or how much money we make or just all of these outside things or things that come natural to you that you might not even realize are a part of your gift and let me give you an example for me I would say even though I'm an intuitive life coach I wouldn't call that my life purpose. I would call that a vehicle through which I express my life purpose. But at any time in my life, I could shift the vehicle that I use to express my soul's purpose. And it could take on a different shape as it has been my entire life. But my real purpose, my inner desire, my inner strength, my inner gift, something that I came here to evolve into or to master in some way is communication. And communication plus connection. So those two things have been seen throughout my entire life, not only as a challenge, but you, you will see that You'll see it in my numerology charts, you'll see it in my astrology charts, you will see it in how I, my core values, how I express myself, it is a part of what I came here to evolve into and through that evolution of being able to learn and master that within myself, I have also came to share it with others. But again, it can take on a different shape. It can become like in my younger years, communication had to do with it will start off with your challenges, right? So if you have the gift of communication, you're going to be challenged with it very, very often and from the very beginning. And you might be challenged from it in so many different directions that you won't even realize that is it's because you're going through some sort of a, I don't want to say initiation, but what I'm trying to say is that it is something that maybe it is the word mastered actually. It's something that you have to be able to go into the shadow of it on all different levels to get to a place where you can really, really start to understand it and develop it. So for me at a very early age, I went to elementary school in Germany. I came, um, because my dad was in the Air Force, I came back to the States with a speech problem. And so I had to take speech class. And it's it's very interesting that from a very early age, even people around me said I didn't talk very much. I mostly just listened. Plus I had a speech thing. Um, and there's so many other things I can get into, but at The age 13 or 14 is when I started to understand communication on such a deep level and my spirit was also more in observation mode than anything else because even though I didn't talk a lot, I listened a lot when I was very young. But at the age of 13, I talked a lot and in fact almost ran the negative shadow side of communication but you have to understand that you will experience all different angles of your gift and the thing that you came here to express or to master in your lifetime so that you can get to an evolution of it and so that's just one example and throughout time you know that communication also connection at a very early age I wanted to go to church At a very early age, I was praying to God. So the two things of communication and connection were a part of feeling like the only connection I had to understanding myself and the world around me was through prayer. And it wasn't because I came from a super religious environment either. It was because that is just something my spirit naturally gravitated toward. And those two things... Became something that I continued to develop a passion for over my lifetime until I get to this place now. Which those are probably two of the biggest things that make up my personality is communication and connection. So I want you to be thinking about what is the elements that have been with you all your life. So take out the career piece, set it aside, because that will show up when you have the core elements of the essence of what your soul came here to share and to develop. It will take on a different shape. So think about, for me it was communication and connection. We're gonna pause for reflection now, and I want you to think about what yours is. Think about the elements that you've been developing
1: throughout your entire life and how it has taken on different shapes, different careers. Sometimes you have gone through the
0: shadow side of it and then you get to a place where it's just something you're naturally good at or comes to you easily. And you don't even think of it as your gift.
1: So go ahead and pause for reflection now. And take in a deep breath. And imagine
0: yourself centered, dropping deep into your heart. And ask, what has been with me?
1: that continues to take a different shape throughout my entire life. I'm now going to go to key number two, inner desire versus outer
0: expectations. So to understand, your soul's path something that was set in the stars before you even came here something that your soul came here to develop or express or share with the world on some level think about your inner desire to find that or to develop that or to utilize that and i'm going to go back to my example just for a minute to help you understand on a deeper level. So the communication and the connection, they started for me with this connect on both both angles of that. Not talking very much, having a speech problem, you know, not having anyone that never feeling heard, and then trying to find a way to actually communicate how I felt in so many different ways so that I could get that connection. So the gift was the disconnection because I had to keep diving deeper to get to that place where I felt heard or where I could articulate what it was I needed to articulate. So my challenge became my greatest gift and my desire was to be understood and not misunderstood. So don't think about your desire in the typical way Think about your inner desire as something you're always striving to be or something that means something to you, something that maybe didn't come easy to you, but something that never went
1: away, that just you keep trying to get to that place. That's your inner desire. Now think about your outer expectations. That's going to be
0: your How you are your success, that's going to be your career, that's going to be your material desires, that's going to be maybe even recognition. And see how those two can sometimes confuse each other. So you can think that you could think that your outer, the outer expectations or your outer desires is your sole purpose, but it is not. It will eventually meet in the middle with your inner desire in some way, but it is not your sole purpose. So become aware of what your inner desire is. Your inner desire could be you have a deep connection with nature. You have a deep connection with music. You have a deep connection with expressing yourself through art you have a deep desire to heal yourself on some level which then translates into self-healing which then translates into becoming a healer or a teacher or a counselor but notice that no matter what the core element is of the inner desire it will always take on a different shape And now we're going to look at how it takes on a different shape and what that means exactly. Because many times your, your sole purpose or your sole gift will be expressed in one way at a very early age. For me, it was I became a manager. And then I just kept getting more and more careers that that challenged my communication abilities which one of them was sales. And throughout all of those times, I was learning and growing and evolving and developing something that would eventually lead me to what I'm doing now. But each and every single one of them were exactly a part of my purpose at the time they were presented to me in my life. So we're always looking outside of ourselves thinking we're supposed to be somewhere else. Where whatever it is you have been doing up until this point, it will all come together and you will be able to identify how this element built off of this part, off of this strength, which then eventually brought you into something else. But the key is to be willing to constantly go to the next level of the something else, to listening, to that inner urge, that inner desire, Here's the thing, if you're not listening to that energy urge or that inner desire to take it to the next level or to evolve a little more, and it's almost like a death and a rebirth, if you're not listening to it, that's the wake-up call energy. Because your path is your path and you'll get there no matter what, so you don't have to worry about missing the train or the boat, so to speak. But what you need to become more aware of and more in tune with is that when you get to a place where it's time to express yourself and to take a leap of faith and you're not doing that, life becomes very bleak feeling. Everything starts to fall apart. You know, you feel like you're in the waiting room of life. Nothing's moving because Spirit's waiting for you to take a leap of faith. Take action. Do the next right thing that you are yearning to express. and it. It isn't going to be, it, it doesn't happen all at once. It's an evolution. So start where you are. Be grateful for where you are. But what's the next level from where you are now? If you're feeling that inner pain and that inner I don't, emptiness or that inner, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next, that's the call. That's it. So start listening. Start asking the right questions. Go into meditation. Start becoming observant of where you have been and what you have developed or even mastered all the way up until this point. And now, what's the next yearning, the next desire? What are the signs that are all around you? A lot of times in life, you will, when it's time for you to do something or take a leap of faith or move in a new direction, you're going to start to see that all the time. You're going to start to meet people who do that very thing you're meant to do, Everywhere. So pay attention to the signs, go
1: within, ask the right questions. And that leads me to key number three taking a leap of faith. So, this key is about
0: how we resist change and how the only way we can move into our sole purpose is to face our fears and release our fears, and our resistance by taking a leap of faith. Very often your inner dialogue is going to be, I can't do that now. I can't afford it. Very often your inner dialogue is going to be like, oh, it's it's the unknown. It's scary. What are people going to think? Are you going to fail? Are people going to think that you are losing your mind? (laughs) So all of those things are going to come to play in your inner dialogue. It's just the way the human mind works. But when you're listening to the human mind, you are not in touch with your inner self. You are not in touch with your soul self. So we start by saying everything that's happened up until now is a part of the plan. So embrace that. Don't feel like at some point you lost your way. You've never lost your way. The perfect time is the time when you decide that's the perfect time. Spirit doesn't have a time frame for you the way your human mind does. You're not supposed to do something at this age or that age. You will know when it is your time by your inner desire, your inner yearning, or your inner pain. Or by when all of a sudden you start to experience those wake-up calls. And when you say yes to it, when you embrace it, when you 100% identify it, not related to career or money, but related to soul energy, related to your inner yearnings and your inner desire, and you understand that it will take on a different shape many, many times over and over again. But it's always been with you. Then you can say, "Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to take a leap of faith. And you can allow yourself to trust that whatever this next journey in your life, because everything is a journey and there is no one destination. When it's time for you to go to the next part of your journey, if you're resisting it in any way, that's when everything starts to go bleak and your beautiful joyful love for life starts to feel like it's not there anymore and when you follow your passion when you take a leap of faith when you surrender with you when you deal with your inner worth your inner self-esteem your inner fears of going into the unknown and you take a leap of faith and you say yes That is when amazing things start to happen. Nothing will be presented to you or for you as an opportunity until you have already accepted it within yourself on some level. And that means releasing the inner conflict. Understanding that if there is something that you want to do, that next level, that next shape of expressing a part of who you are, understand that when you say yes, that is when all doors start to open. And that, I'm not even kidding when I say that. That's not even an exaggeration. I've seen it happen time and time again. And if you think sometimes, well, I did say yes and I do accept it and I do want it, then I want to challenge you to ask yourself, are you an inner conflict in any way? Is there any part of you that is putting up walls for yourself or getting in your own way out of fear of resistance. Because taking a leap of faith is very scary at first, but it's also extremely freeing. And it's a feeling of when you just open your your arms wide open and you say, yes, yes, I'm just going to do this. There's nowhere else to go from here. I just have to trust. I have to trust that this is my path. I have to trust that when I say yes, that the next part of my path will unfold for me. So I want you to go ahead now. We're going to pause for reflection. I want you to take a nice deep breath for me. Breathing in through your nose. And out through your mouth. I want you to put your hand over your heart chakra if you would like to. Feel into the energy of your heart, and ask the question, what am I yearning to express? What gift do I have to share with the world? What is the next level
1: of expressing my unique soul essence? What is a time for me to change?
0: What is the next right action for me? And how will I be contributing to the world around me in a beautiful way when I say yes and I surrender? No matter how scary, no matter
1: how painful it may be, I just say yes. Feel into the energy of that. Open your heart. Ask for your inner spirit to guide you. And now I want you to go ahead and open your eyes. I want to say thank you all for listening to
0: today's podcast on understanding your soul purpose. My name is Kelly T. Smith. And again, I'm super excited about the Intuitive Life Coaching Oracle print deck. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to my website and you'll find all the links to pre-order. It's actually going to be available November 17th to be shipped out. So um, check that out at www.intuitivelifecoachingwithkelly.com and stay tuned because I... I'm now going to be playing the interview that I did with my friend about following
1: her soul's purpose. Thank you all so much. Thank you for listening to Soul Searching Zone, talk radio and podcasts. Join us at www.soulsearchingzone.com to explore our podcast library, live events, live shows, and our spiritual coaching blogs. See you there.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soul Keys Podcasts. My name is Kelly T. Smith. I am so happy to be talking to you today. Today, we're going to be discussing how to find your life purpose and how to understand when you're on the right path because sometimes we don't understand or even realize that different events in our life are bringing us to this one pivotal point in our life and it's kind of a gravitational pull something that many of us have always felt but we don't really understand it until we get to that place where everything starts to align and so i'm going to be talking to my friend Marika van Austin, and we are going to be discussing how she found that inner call and how she moved into finding and understanding what her purpose was and kind of those subtle, hidden, like beautiful treasures along the road map, so to speak, that brought her to her calling, her destiny. And I will be sharing a little bit about how I felt the same inner callings that brought me to do the work that I do today. So welcome, Marika.
2: Welcome. Thank you, Kelly, for, uh, for having me on your podcast.
0: I am so excited to have you here. So, you know, we've talked many times about what you are doing and this passion project that you've been working on for quite some time. And I really want to start Mm -hmm. the show off by you sharing with the audience what that is and why you feel called to do that.
2: Um, Well, it all started 10 years ago when I did volunteer work in Costa Rica. I knew that I'm originally from the Netherlands and I knew I didn't want to continue living there, but I didn't know how it had to involve children and creativity. Uh, lo and behold, um, six years later, I moved to the wonderful, beautiful tropical island of Dominica, which is not the Dominican Republic, but it's a, it's a completely different country. Um, and when I moved there, five months a year later, um, a hurricane completely destroyed the island. And in the aftermath of that, a lot of international organizations came here and I got to work with, among other people, International Medical Corps and UNICEF. And UNICEF set up child-friendly spaces, but they only stay there as long as UNICEF is here, which I understand because they have to help other countries. But it sort of sparked my interest, how wonderful would it be If those spaces could be something permanent on our island, because there's a lot going on for children, trauma from natural disaster, but also sadly neglect, abuse, domestic violence. And children never have an outlet or a way to express themselves without using words. Because when you're six, it's very hard to tell somebody how you feel. And that's where it sort of evolved from an ID to an actual website. And now I already did a pilot program here.
0: That's it in a nutshell. So basically what you're doing is providing a safe space for children to be able to express their feelings through art. Is that right?
2: (sighs) Yes, that's absolutely correct. Yes, and we usually also try to provide a healthy meal because poverty is a big thing on our island and some children um, come without food. So, uh, But the main thing is having them in a safe place, an inspiring place where they can express themselves um, through art or dance or um, something creative.
0: And you and I have talked about how this this call, how it just was so pronounced for you, how it was not something you were necessarily thinking about, but more something that you were just kind of pulled to and your heart just expanded when you thought about it. And also, like, talk to me a little bit about all of the things that led up to this and how you got to this space where you finally got to say yes to this soul call to be able to provide a safe space for the children.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I said, it started 10 years ago, but then I had no clue what I wanted, how I wanted it, so I just let it go. And um, I met a, guy, a local guy online, and we had a long-distance relationship. Uh, because of him, I moved here. I had been spent time here uh, every year. And in those days, I met uh, an elderly woman who had fostered uh, over 60 children in her life. And seeing where she lived and the resources she had, I thought, wow, if she can do it, then there's something I can do uh, with her. Or um, I, I wasn't sure what. But... Um, After I moved here, sadly, the relationship ended, but I felt really strongly that I had to be here. I can't even um, tell you how that felt, but I mean, I wanted to give life here uh, a chance. Um, Sadly, uh, a year later, the hurricane hit. I wasn't here. I was in the Netherlands at that time, but I felt homesick. I felt survivor's guilt. I... I needed to be on my island, um, and I was thinking about all the children, how horrible it must have been going through that ordeal of the hurricane for five hours in the middle of the night. Um, so I can't even put it into words, but it it sort of made my um, feeling, my soul feeling uh, bigger and bigger that I needed to do something to help those children, even though I still wasn't um, completely sure what, but after seeing the Unicef child-friendly spaces, I thought yes, that's it. This this is something I can do. Um, I'm not um, a therapist or anything, but I have a big heart, and I know that once you open up to the children, they'll open up to you. You don't have to be uh, schooled or anything and um when i returned after her three months after the hurricane that was the first flight and i was on it because i needed to be here um small things sort of uh, fell into place because i worked with the international corps i met so many local people and i talked about my ideas and they all said oh yes we need something like that they were very enthusiastic um and after I uh, in International Medical Corps introduced me to UNICEF. So uh, it sort of evolved in really tiny steps. and looking back, it's obvious, yeah, it led me here. but in those days it was like, okay, be uh, sure, but I think I'm still going in the right direction because small pieces start to fall into place. And then eventually, um, for example, I met somebody who lives in Colombia and did my website for free because she was so passionate about uh, my project. She said, yes, of course, I'll help you. So she built my entire website. Uh, My previous uh, boss in the Netherlands said, oh, I have a big party coming on. Everybody is donating money for your foundation. So... Small steps, but it all uh, confirmed to me that I was going in the right direction.
0: Wow. So it's like, it, as you said yes, and allowed yourself to really start to move toward that vision, then it's like all of the resources and people and just like tiny miracles just started to show up for you to help make that possible, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. It's it's amazing to realize that that's what happened. But yeah, and it's still happening now, to be honest. Um, I'm still seeing small steps uh, to get my um, uh, foundation more known in the world, like this podcast, for example. So it's still happening. Um, so that makes me even more sure that I am on the right path and that I really have to do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So talk to me. That's one of the most amazing things that happen when we do follow the call of our soul. Because what I think happens is a lot of times there's confusion and then we second guess it. But usually the call of your soul starts with like this overpowering desire. And at first you don't have the resources. You have no idea how you're going to do it. But it's almost like source or God or the universe is filling a need through you and utilizing your gifts and your compassionate heart energy to provide a space. So it's like the children are, are calling this forward and then you get to be, you know, kind of a vehicle through which source aligns you with providing that gift. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it does a lot. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. Uh, it's like, um, yeah, they, they work through me. I'm the one doing it like really physically um, in Dominica. But yes, exactly. I couldn't have said it better.
0: So talk to me kind of like what are some of the the things that you have experienced since you started working with the children in a way that, you know, tells you that, yes, this is helping them. This is what they need, you know, and, and, and how is it providing... Just talk to me about the art program and kind of your experience overall with it since you started.
2: Um, Well, it's uh, in the beginning, I was really like, "Okay, I'm gonna have ten children, all different ages. How am I going to do that?" Um, But it sort of evolved. Um, It's fun. I like to see looking forward to it so when i take out all the glitter and glue and whatever um they're like jumping for joy at the desk yes miss when when can we start um and usually i usually work with a theme they can do whatever they want but there's always a theme and at a certain point in time the theme was i am happy because and there was a little 10 year old boy and he said miss i'm not happy so I tried to talk to him. Did you play with your puppy this morning? Did you have breakfast? No, he was not happy. I said, well, see what happens. So he started working and I think 10 minutes uh, into the session, he started humming to himself. And I felt so happy. It was like, you see, he is happy because otherwise he wouldn't be humming. And I had a conversation with the deputy principal because I use a classroom in a, in a local primary school And she told me that he always asks for a lot of negative attention because of his situation at home. Um, But since the program started, he spent less time in her office than before. It's a small step, but to me that's huge because it means he benefits from being there. And another little boy is very, very introvert and very... And uh I make an effort to when they're doing their work I stop at every little desk and talk to them and see what they're doing and he's slowly coming out of his shell a little less shy and so, yes it's it's amazing. I mean, I ended the program like four weeks ago and it felt really bittersweet to um to not be seeing them for a very long time.
0: Are you gonna be starting that again like um net, the that's the exterior? idea mm-hmm.
2: Um, I I'm, my, my aim for 2020 is to find a suitable building that is safe in a, in a good area where I can also live to save on rent. Uh, but if that hasn't materialized before mid-September, I already talked to the school and we're going to continue in the school. The school has around 340 students and about 85% of the children qualify for the program. So, And that's only one school. There's over 6,000 children in Dominica. So um, there's a lot that still can be done. Um, And hopefully, if we find a building, we can do more than uh, just one session a week. But I'm grateful that the school offered it and that they hosted it and uh, that I could start and, and learn from the program what works and what doesn't work.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about just this concept of being able to help the children, you know, express their feelings and their emotions through art and in a program at school, because I think it is so important and it's so rare that you you get that kind of nurturing or, you know, even, even in our world today, just feeling that you have to hold your emotions in, that you're not allowed to feel a certain way. So for children to be able to find an outlet to be able to express how they're feeling in any given moment with everything that's going on and just have a complete creative way of of releasing those emotions or understanding those emotions is absolutely to me one of the most powerful tools we could give children for self-healing and self-love and self-understanding
2: and empowerment i think
0: empowerment yes
2: yeah i think the main part what i get from being with the children is that they feel seen and heard is so important and i understand why schools here focus on Academic skills because of hurricanes and storms, they're always behind in their educational program. So they have to, because children need to learn how to read and write. Um because of poverty and all sorts of other reasons, at, at home, there usually is no time, no money, no place to do that. So I have to agree with you. I think it's very important for children um, to be able to express themselves without words, because sometimes Even adults cannot um, explain how they feel, let alone a six-year-old. The the hurricane is almost three years ago now, and still people have not told their story because it's too horrible to talk about. So if you can catch that uh, at an early age and have children uh, find an outlet in being creative and whatever that is, write a poem, dance, um, uh, do arts and crafts, whatever it helps them so much in the rest of their life. So that's why I think it's, yeah, it's amazing to be able to do this.
0: It is amazing. And I just want to say that it's such a good example of how Spirit, Source, and God will utilize the person who has, you know, the open heart and the compassion and the ability to actually fill a need that is for the highest and best good of the people and the community around them, which is exactly what's happening with you. And so as we wrap this up, I'm going to talk to everyone to to send them to your website to tell them how they can support the program and also to learn a little bit more about this amazing project that you're doing and how important it really is. Um, But before I introduce your website and tell people where to go, I just kind of want to end the podcast with, just a a deeper understanding of what happens after you have accepted the call? Like how has your life changed and how do you feel differently? And do you still feel daily guidance? Talk to me about that.
2: Um, It has changed my life massively. Um, I mean, I literally moved from the Netherlands to a small tropical island Um, But I've never felt more at home than I am here, Uh, uh, than in the Netherlands. I I feel at home here. There's something about life here that uh, suits me. Is it an easy life? No, because there's a lot going on on this island. Um, But it's beautiful and it's simple. Um, I I feel guided every, well, not every day, but when I tune in, I know there's more things coming and step by step I'm getting where I want to be. And I mean, I have a huge and very detailed vision how I want the center to look. It's not there yet, but I know it will come. And um, I think the main part in that is trust and have your vision as clear as possible. So God, the universe, however you want to call it, knows what you are looking for and what has to be in your path in the right time. Mm-hmm. because you can't take 10 steps at a time if you're not ready for the 10 steps.
0: And also, I think the path of the soul in the calling from the soul, it always has to do with more than our own personal agenda. It always has to do with the greater good. And in some way, when we align with it, it, it not only changes our lives, but it changes the lives of other people around us. It's the difference between having like a career goal Versus calling following the call of your soul, you know, understanding and going to into the depth of who am I and how can I serve? Because I think once you get past a certain age, that becomes so it can for a lot of people, especially when you've had any kind of a deeper understanding or spiritual connection, it gets to a point where you are like, how can I serve? Where can I be of service? And that becomes that energy which opens you up for God, spirit, source, to utilize your strengths, to utilize your gifts and your um, talents to serve the highest and best good of people around you, whether it's children or community. But also what Mm -hmm. I think is beautiful is that sometimes it just feels destiny, like set in, like, like pre like it was written in the stars before we even got here like it just feels like a almost like a soul contract so that when it shows up it there is no doubt in your mind that this is 100 percent where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing does does, does that resonate yeah.
2: yes it's it i couldn't agree with you more Um, it does feel like I have to be here. And it's so not about me. I mean, it's not in my honor or my glory. No, it's uh, because of my skills and my uh, network or however you want to call it, I'm able to do this for the children here. And even if it serves a 100 children um, in total, that's a hundred hundred children that benefited from the program. I'm sure it will be more, but I'm taking. I'm trying not to be overwhelmed by the thought of six thousand children on the island. But yes, it it feels like it's predestined. I um, I have to be here, and that's why I stayed. And in, in the beginning, it was not easy because all of a sudden you're on your on your own while you think you will be in a relationship in a completely uh, foreign country. But um, Every little step I take is sort of guided. Yes, you're on the right track. Don't worry. You're on the right track. Trust things will happen. So yes, I, I totally agree with you.
0: Well, your story is amazing. And the project and the work that you're doing with the children is amazing and beautiful. And so I'm so happy to have you on the show today to talk about that. Can you tell us where we can go so that we can support you more, learn about your project Um, and, and even you have a GoFundMe page. I think that people can find if they want to support the project, they can find it on your website. So would you like to share your website?
2: Yes. The website is www.breadfruithousedominica.com.
0: So say it one more time. (laughs) Sorry. Bread. Did you say bread food?
2: Fruit. Okay. It's a fruit www.breadfruithousedominica.com.
0: Okay, and I'll also be providing a link anywhere you found this podcast. It will be in the description for you to click on the link so you can go to her website. And you can find more information about this podcast in the description at www.soulsearchingzone.com. So I want to thank you, Marquis, for coming on the show today and sharing with us this beautiful journey. And I'm just sending you so much love and blessings on your journey and hoping that everything that you need will continue to just find you as you become of service for this beautiful journey you're on.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. Very much appreciated.
0: Thank you, and thank you all for listening.